You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. And it says here in verse 5 of 25, it says, And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. That's a long time to be dealing with an issue of blood. An issue that was coming from the inside that no one could help her with because it goes on to say, and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So she spent all that she had, and not only that, she is suffering through all this time, but still does not get better. Does that remind you of anybody today? Does that remind you of someone before? Because when we really look at it, this was all of us. And many times this can be us today because there are things going on within us that we don't know what it is. We don't know what is affecting us. We don't know what is challenging us. But we know there is something going on within us that is causing suffering. See, this woman had an issue of blood, and she was considered to be unclean. Talk about rejection. And it wasn't a matter of, oh, you got to sit over there. No, you got to stay outside the city. And not only that, you got to declare that you are unclean. How many of us know before the Lord, me and you were unclean? Oh, but thank you, Lord, that he saw beyond that. Thank you, Lord, that what is unclean can come become clean in him. Amen? Because it goes on to say in verse 27, she heard the reports about Jesus. Oh, how important is your testimony? Come on, how important it is about your testimony today because it says that she heard reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. This was her faith. That if she could just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, that she would be healed. Something from the inside, something that she came to a place that no one else was able to help her. No money, no doctor, nothing of this world was able to deliver her. But she came to a place where she says she heard reports about Jesus. The one who was able to heal, the one who was able to deliver, the one who was able to set the captive free. And she was able to come to a place within herself to say, if I could just touch his garment, I would be healed. And it says, and immediately, oh, the flow of blood dried up. And she found in her body that she was healed from her disease. She knew it. How many of us know that when you came to the Lord, there was a change? immediately inside in our heart maybe the external was still the same maybe there was some pain still there maybe there was some hurts but when we came to put our faith in Jesus Christ there was a change within us there was a healing a restoration a reconciliation a wholeness a completeness that no one else was able to see but you but don't as we go on here it says and Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? Come on, this is Jesus. You know he knew who touched his garments. But she had to be willing to step out. She had to be willing to declare. Because she could have been fearful. Because she was not supposed to be among people because she was unclean. But she knew within her heart what Jesus did for her. And you may have been in life where you were in some areas where you were unclean. You shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't be here today. But because of what Jesus did for you. Oh, you can declare the glory and the praises of our God and our King. And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. 
But the woman, knowing it had happened, what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Oh, she came before the Lord and let him know, you healed me. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. See, she received the healing, but she had to be willing to step out and declare it. She had to be willing and step out to declare what Jesus did for her. Jesus already knew he's God. But how many of us know today that me and you got to be willing to declare what Jesus has done for us today? How many are ready today to let the world know what your Savior did for you today? How many of us are willing to know today and believe God? There may be some things going on within me, but you saved me. You delivered me. You helped me. You made me whole today. But today I'm still going to praise you, though I know there's still a work going on within me. And I may not know what's going on in my body today. I may not know what's causing me to feel this way. I may not know what's going on in my mind today. But I have faith today that if I just reach out to you and call upon Jesus, I believe you are the healer, the deliverer, the savior, the one that set the captive free. Oh, do we believe this this morning? then we're going to praise him today, not just externally, but from the inside out because of what God has done for you in our lives today. Oh, but what a joy it is. Because see, she stepped out in faith because of the report she heard about Jesus. But as we read on in chapter 6, it says, When they had crossed over, they came to a land again, a serret, and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came, oh, how many of us know that the Lord is here today? If you believe in him, he's in you today. And wherever he came, in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him. Listen to this that they might touch even the fringe of his garments. And as many as touched it were made well. Where do you think they heard that from? From the woman with the issue of blood. She heard about Jesus, and she said, if I can only touch his garments. And through that act of faith, she was healed, but not only was she healed, but what was done for her was now reported and others also heard. And we're now willing to step out in faith and say, if I could just touch the fringe of his garment, I will be healed. See, it's not only what God has done for you, but it's what he will do for others because what he's done for you. So today as we praise him this morning, we're just declaring who he is. We're just declaring all that God has done for us. And we are just declaring today that others can see and know there is a God who loves me, a God who loves you. And you know what? I may not be perfect, and I'm still a work in progress. There's some, still some things being worked out. But I thank God that I serve a faithful God who loves us, who loves me, and who will see us through. Amen? We're here today not because of how good we are. We're here today because of the love of God and how good he is. We're here today because of the blood of Jesus. We're here today because he died on that cross for us over 2,000 years ago. But he didn't stay on that cross. He rose again. Showing he was the atonement for our sins. So if you messed up yesterday, if you messed up this morning, if you said something you weren't supposed to, if you did something you weren't supposed to, then today just bring it before the Lord this morning. Give it to him. Confess and acknowledge that sin. And don't let anything allow or hinder you from praising our God this morning. Amen? And if there's something going on in your body today, something going on in your mind today, oh, the Lord knows already. All you got to do is believe, but Lord, I know that you're able to heal me. I know you're able to make me whole.
I know you're able to deliver me. I know you're able to bring me through. I know you're able to comfort me. I know you're able to provide for me. I know you're able to be my peace. Oh, I know you're able to be my joy. I know you're able to be my strength. I know, Lord Jesus, that you're able to make provision for me, Lord, where it seems there's no provision. I know you're able to split them waters, Lord. I know you're able to bring me over these mountains, Lord God. I know that if you be for me, then who could be against me today, Lord God? Because your word says I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves me. But even greater still, I know that nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor this morning, and we just want to thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love, my God. Oh, a love like no other, my God. And we just thank you, Lord God, for the love that you have for this world today. Because, Father, you showed that love in your son, Jesus. And today, my God, we are the examples of that love being shown through our lives today, Father God. Because of your goodness, because of your mercy, because of your grace, my God. So, Father, today, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come together this morning and we want to thank you you Lord for the salvation that we have in you today Lord God thank you for healing us father from the inside out my God thank you for restoring us my God thank you father God father as we used to be unclean but thank you for making us clean in you today Lord Jesus and father thank you Lord God that even though there may be some other things going on within us my God but we thank you today that we can trust you because your word says that you that began a good work in us we'll see it to completion until the day of our lord jesus christ so we just thank you today father god that we can trust you that that work that is going on you are faithful to complete it my god and father today we just thank you this morning as we just come together to praise you to glorify you my god and lord my god we just thank you this morning for being such a good god we thank you this morning my god for your peace for your comfort for your joy for your love my God we thank you for your salvation my God we thank you for your healing and deliverance this morning we thank you father for setting the captives free this morning we thank you Lord God that father we are one in you today Lord Jesus father God no matter our race our backgrounds my God no matter how we were raised or where we came from we thank you that today we come together in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ in the power of your Holy Spirit the one who keeps us the one who is the guarantee of our salvation the one who guides and leads us and directs us according to your word my God and we thank you Lord that we can come together as one body in one accord this morning to declare the praises of you Lord Jesus and Lord Jesus to declare who you are my God and we come by faith in you today Lord Jesus because we know that all things are possible for you Lord so we just thank you this morning and we give you the glory the praise and the honor Lord in Jesus name we pray amen amen let us praise the Lord this morning amen and all honesty I think I could just um, end and go home I think the word has gone forth very loud and very clear and um, the scriptures that were read I think really pertain to all of us here um, and to those who are online and all of most of all of us in here are from New Living Way Church right and stuff okay man and then those who are online who are watching from home this is a little uncomfortable for me I'm not used to this so bear with me but father we just come before you and we thank you Lord for this day father Lord we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word that has gone forth, Father, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you are doing and what you are about to do and the things that you will continue to do in our lives, Father. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that I can share the things that you shared with me, Father. And Father, Lord, that it would minister to, to your people, Father, Lord, to your children, Father, Lord. I thank you, Lord, because we serve an awesome and amazing God, Father, Lord. 
and you are so worthy of praise and honor and glory, Father, Lord. I give you praise, Father. I thank you, Lord, for this day and for all that you are doing, Father, Lord, in this house, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to start with um, me. My name's Patricia. My last name is Tamez. Um, I've been at this church um, for almost 25 years. Well, um, I was um, a pastor with my husband, Abel. But I want to make something very clear. He was the pastor. He was the preacher. He was the teacher. I was the helpmate most of the time. <laughs> I'm sure if you talked to him, he would debate on that. But... Um, when the Lord brought us here, um, back in 1996, we were coming from Good Shepherd, and we have been there for almost 10 years. And when he brought us here, um, we, came, um, we used to live across the street on Loman. And pa Abel would pass this church, and the Lord was drawing him. And he, one day he came to visit. And um, that's the beginning of what I, what, how we got to this church. And it took us about a year to leave from our church to um, come o um, over here. And at that time, Pastor Burge and Sister Clara were our pastors. Well, um, three years, four, four years into it, Pastor Burge got sick. And at that time, um, <clears throat> they had asked Abel if he would step in and become the senior pastor of the church. I'm going to give you a little history about this church. The church has been here for almost 83 years. It was in East L.A., moved here. There's a whole history behind it. Pastor Abel was the fourth pastor of this church. Pastor David is the fifth pastor, which means grace, and my God, has he needed a lot of grace. <laughs> so as, as um, we were in this church, according to our bylaws, we vote those into the pastorship. Well, Abel was um, voted in at the end of 99, no, 2000, I think, because we, we were, became pastors in 2001. And so they took a vote. I was the only one that voted no. <laughs> I, seriously, I voted no. I wasn't sure quite what I was going to get into and stuff, but I knew enough about church that things happen in church. Okay, so he, st he became the pastor, and as he became the pastor, I was the, 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 he was the preacher and the teacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. He was very good at what he did. He had a, a real sensitive heart to the Lord and to for the people, and the greatest compliment that man ever got is that he smelled like sheep. He grinned from ear to ear because he just knew that he was doing what God had called him to do. Pastor David and some that are still in this congregation call me Pastor Pat because I, my husband and I were their pastors, and they do it out of respect. But I am not the pastor. Pastor David is, and his job is to preach the gospel and to teach the word to the congregation and to those who will come in. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because David had asked me on Wednesday, he says, would you mind sharing? And I, and I sat there and I looked at him and my response was, can I text you tomorrow? <laughs> but the word sharing stood in my mind. He didn't tell me to speak or to preach. He told me to share. And that stood in my head, and I could deal with that. So as I got in my car on Wednesday, the Lord said, I turned it on and started going. He says, you're going to call your pastor tomorrow, and you're going to tell him, yeah, you're going to share. And I was like, okay. That's all he said. Okay. And um, so as I um, went, and the next day came, and I did text him, and I just tell, told him I would share. And I wanted to share what the Lord had put in my heart and what he has shown me. God has a purpose and a plan and has for since the establishment of this church. And it's going to go forth. 
whether David's the last pastor and we get raptured or someone comes after it because it would just continue to go on. That was the desire of the heart of those, the founders of this church that had, which is Jerry, his granddaughter is here, right? Her grandparents, Joan's grandparents, were the ones who started the church. This was in 1938. So I know that God has a purpose and a plan for this church. And it's gone through its transitions and it's gone through its changes. And I'm sure it will because if you've ever been in any church for any period of time, you know that things can happen. And in the last four years, this church has been going, well, for me, four years. Abel have, have, um, passed away in August of 2017. David and Pastor Lefty, this is their fourth year into this. About two years before Pastor passed away, he had told the board and the leaders that were here at that time that if anything ever happens to me or my wife, he wanted David and Letty to take the pastorship. And we agreed. The following year, Abel got sick. We didn't know this, but God knew this. And he orchestrates everything, and he sets you up, and he set me up good today. But he, with that, he, when they told us that, and they, were, and they were voted in as pastors, the church began to go through a transition and change because that's what happens in a church when you lose your pastor. Things happen. Things, people leave, people stay, people go, people talk. All kinds of things happen. This church has been through, I'm going to be very blunt, hell. It's been through a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. I've been through it for the last four years of these changes. Never left. That was one of the things the Lord told me. I was to stay here because this is where I needed to be at. And it wasn't because he had for, something for me to do. It was because this is where I needed to stay and I needed to stay in church because of the things that were going to happen in my own personal life. In the last four years, I've had many changes go on in my personal life, not just the death of Abel. I had to move. My mom died. There was this death of a friend. Six weeks after Pastor Abel passed away, Chris passed away, our member in a motorcycle accident. This church has been through a lot of things. But last Sunday, we had a speaker, and I was sitting in the back. And something within me didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. And all of a sudden, when I was sitting there, I had this ugly pain, just this thing that was going on within my, not my physical, but my spiritual. And it wasn't anything the speaker said or was saying or were doing. So I went home on Sunday, and I asked the Lord, what is it? What is it? What's, what is this? And I want to go to a scripture to where the Lord took me to. And it's in Hebrews. And it's Hebrews 12. And I'm going to read it. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends and starts and finish and to the finish. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be afterwards. Now he is seated in a place of the highest honor besides God's throne in heaven. Think about all he has endured when sinful people did such terrible things to him so that you don't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives to your struggles against sin. And have you entirely forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you, his children? He said, 
my child, don't ignore it when God disciplines you. Don't be discouraged when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and punishes those he accepts as his children. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who was never disciplined? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means you are illegitimate and you're not really his, chi- you're not really his children after all. Since we respect our earthly fathers who discipline us, shouldn't we not all more cheerfully submit to the discipline of our heavenly father and lives forever? For our earthly fathers discipline us for a few years, doing the best he knows how. God disciplines, God's discipline is always right and good for us because it means that we share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful, but afterwards there is, there is to be a quiet, a quiet harvest for living right for those who are trained in, in, this, in this way. So take a grip of your tired hands and stand firm with your shaking knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Then those, then those who follow you, although they are weak and lame, will not stumble and fall, but will come become strong. And as I read that, the Lord showed me something about myself. And the words that came out to me were race and discipline. And he showed me running. He says, your eyes are on the Lord. You're fixed on him. Your salvation is there. You love me with all your heart. You're in church. You're doing your father's business. You continue to go on. You love me with everything within you. You worship with everything within you. And let me tell you, I worship, I don't sing. Okay? Let me make that real clear. I don't sing. I can't, I sit up here by myself because I don't carry a tune very well. I don't play a tambourine either and I don't do instruments because I don't have two, I have two left hands. But, as I read this word, he said, the word discipline came out. And, he's, and I said, Father, show me. What is this that I'm feeling in my chest? And he said, and I said, Holy Spirit, guide me and lead me. Show me. This is a word for us. This is for New Living Way Church. And I said, show me. And he said, daughter, He said, you see that runner that's running? And I said, yeah. He goes, look at his clothes. Look at your clothes. They're light. When runners run, I don't know nothing about marathons, but I, when I see them run, they always are real light clothing. They were nothing heavy on them. And then as I was, he was speaking to me, I seen, a run, I seen me next running, and all of a sudden, my arms begin to feel heavy, and my legs begin to feel heavy, And I looked and I said, what is this? And he said, I go, what's what's going on? And he says, well, the runner can't run anymore because he has all these layers of clothing and he's becoming heavy and he's becoming weak and his legs are getting tired and he's getting weary. And and I'm looking, he said, that's you. And I said, okay. I sat on my floor when I got home, and I thank God nobody was home. And for my house, that's unusual because there's seven of us that live in that house. I was home alone, me and the Lord. And he just began to speak to me. He goes, four years ago? He said, this started four years ago. He says, with the death of your husband? And he said, when he got sick, You thought you had to suck it up 
and be strong. He said, when he passed away, you thought about it, you had to suck it up and be strong. When you had to move, you had to suck it up and be strong. And he said, and as the church was going through its transition, you had to suck it up and be strong. And he said, and as life was going on and things were happening and things you saw, things you heard, he said, all of these layers were piling up on you. You were just layering and layering and layering, not realizing it. I sat on my floor and I repented. I repented. I had to tell my Lord that I was sorry. But even though I was going through the motions of running, I allowed the enemy to sneak in and come in and allow these layers of just to come in fear, discouragement, disappointment, everything that Pastor David talked about today. And that I had to let him go. I had to release them. And some of them were easy to just let go, and others weren't. Because when people say things that hurt, words hurt. And one of the incidents that hurt me was something that was said about the church and about my husband and I. I don't care if people talk about me. I really don't. I know I have a big mouth. I know I can say things, and sometimes I stick my foot in it. But don't talk about my husband. And I remember my daughter coming to me. And she sat down and she started crying. And she said, I don't want to go back to church. She was hurt about her dad. She was hurt about things she heard, saw. One of the things that somebody sent her a link about somebody who left this church who talked about her dad and this church and the pastors that were the church now. And it was very hurtsome for her. And she had asked me if I had seen it, and I said, no, and I don't want to. And she looked at me, and she says, I don't understand that, Mom. She goes, I, I've been a PK kid all my life, but I don't understand. I know things happen in church. I've been in church. I've seen it. I know it. But she was very hurt and devastated. And she looked at me, and she said, Mom, how do you handle that? I know you know about it. And I told her, I choose Vanessa to forgive it's choice I can't allow that because if I choose to keep on it will turn to unforgiveness and bitterness and root into a lot of stuff and it was easy for me to let that go but there was other things that I couldn't that I didn't realize were just layering up on me layering up on me layering up to the point where I felt that pain and I felt I couldn't praise my God and worship him how I wanted to and how I was used to doing it. And like I said, I had to repent and ask God to forgive me. And I asked all of you if I've done or said something to you, I repent. I'm sorry. Because I know along with all of us within this church and in New Living Way Church, there's been a lot of stuff said and done. But one of the things the Lord showed me is that there are those in here that have allowed layers to build up in their hearts and in their lives and in their minds. Things that were said or done. And the Lord said, let them go. And how do you, some of the things, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to have to work through because I don't want anything to hinder my relationship with the Lord. Because I know where I came from. I know the price that was paid for me. I know the pit that he took me out of. And I know the promise and the covenant that I made with the Lord that I would never go back into the world. And I'm not saying that I backslid or that the thought is there of it. It's not because I made a covenant to the Lord almost 40 years ago. And with everything within me, I intend to be a woman of my word. And I know I'm his daughter. 
but I know that there is healing in my heart that needs to go on. Because if you've been at this church in the last three, four years, you've heard a lot about restoration, healing, the heart, the issues of the heart, the things in the heart. There's been a lot said about the heart. And as we're going through, went through Ezra and Nehemiah and Daniel, there was a lot of rebuilding and restoring and healing. And I believe that that's what God wants for this church. And if it's anything that what I tasted today, the shifting has begun. But a lot of it depends on us and allowing the things that, that so easily beset us or that cause us pain or hurt of, of taking them to the Lord and giving them to the Lord and letting them go. And do you know what today is? You got it. Today is Pentecost. And you know what I think about when I thought about Pentecost? And I'm sure there's a lot of messages that can go on Pentecost. The unity and the one accord. Because when there's unity in the body and there's one accord in the body, it functions healthy. It functions healthy. So my encouragement to you is that if this is your house, if this is your church, if this is what you call home, then I ask, did you get up, put your big boy pants on and your big girl pants on, and do what the Lord has put in your heart to do? You heard, Pastor, we need teachers, we need leaders, we need, we need singers, we need people who play instruments, we need ushers. There's a lot of need in this house. And you can feel, fulfill that. If anything, this last year has shown me not only what I lack, but the importance of the body of Christ being together. When we had to close and go online, I was like a fish out of water. I was just like all of, I was, I, I had a hard time. I'm not an online person. I was real, I had to discipline myself to sit in front of that TV and, and, and watch. And, and so I, I was, I, it was very hard for me. I'm old school. I'm, I like church. I like being in church. I like fellowship. But that was one of the things that I, I think that sometimes as Christians we take for granted is the fellowship. It's the meeting together. It's the breaking of bread together. It's the it's the the love and the conversation that goes on with it and stuff. And I think that's what I, I think most churches and people that I talk to, that's what they they missed. And those are the things sometimes we take for granted. It's just that fellowship. I remember calling people or them calling me. I just need to hear your voice. Are you okay? Because you could send a text, and in that text, you don't really know what that person's going to. I don't care how many emojis they send you or whatever they said you, you know, <laughs> and all that, you know, and, or what they say until you hear it and stuff, you know what, and I remember coming to church when the, door, when the doors reopened and somebody said, can I give you a hug? That's all they wanted, just a hug and tears in their eyes. They just wanted somebody to love on them and to care for them and to, sometimes all we have to do is be a ear and sit and listen, and those are all the things that I think sometimes we take for granted that they're always going to be there. I know one thing, the word of God tells me that I'm not promised tomorrow, that I can be here today and gone tomorrow, and that the breath in my lungs is what he put into Adam and he put into us, and without breath you can't, you, you can't live. So I pray and I ask the body of Christ to come together as one accord and one mind and in one spirit to do what God has called this community to do, along with our pastors. And if this is not for you and this is not your church, then go. I'm going to be blunt. Go. Don't be a hindrance. Go. And if you don't like somebody here, everybody has different personalities and stuff. Get over it. Get over it. Just, we, we, 
need, we need to do this. We need to do this. This is, this is not a maybe. This is a command from the Lord. We need to work together. We need to be that light in this community. We need to be the light in our jobs and stuff, but we also need one another and the fellowship of one another. We serve a good and mighty God. We serve an awesome God. And I don't believe that he's kept this church for 80-something years to die. It's to live. It's to breathe. It's to speak his word. It's to proclaim his word. So I asked again, get up, serve, pray, ask the Lord. Maybe you just want to stand by the door and greet. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love it. You know why I love it? I can stand out there. I get to greet everybody and see everybody. But you know what the Lord does? They need prayer. They need a hug. They need, they need you to just love on them. Those are the things that God shows you when you're standing at the door. I don't know if you realize that. I pray that I encourage you this morning. Because that's what the Lord shared with me about myself. But it was to share with the congregation, New Living Way Church, is that God wants to do, and he is doing something through this house. We just need to get in the order of the house. And we've heard pastors say we are going to have a meeting. Last year was a rough year. For me, the last four years have been. But I remember one thing that as I was praying that day, the Lord told me, your morning is over. Your morning is over. It's time to just move on forward. And it's not going to be easy. I know it's not. And I know for some of us it's not because last year was a lot of changes, a lot of stuff. I went, we went from being on drive to park, shut down, closed down. And it's been hard. Our houses have been turned into schoolhouses. Our, my living room was school. They were breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and Grandma, don't forget the snacks. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's been a change. I've witnessed it. I watched my daughter do this and stress out. I'm sure that a lot of the layers in our life is stress, fear of the unknown. I've seen it. I seen every text and every email she got was from the school, and every day something changed. And if you, anybody who watches the news media, every day something changed in the last year. And there was a lot that went on in, in our country, and a lot that went on in the church. And even as Pastor said this morning, the church is very divided. But I know that he'll start in this church, and he started in another church, and, and another church, because on Friday when I was here for prayer, I heard Pastor Miley and Pastor David praying for the church, for the, peace of Peru, for the peace of Jerusalem, but for the body of Christ in the church. No division, no jealousy, no anger, no covenants, no envy. Right, Pastor? Those were the, and and, and, and I, I, my ears were just so happened to be open. And I'm just like, well, how many other churches are feeling the same way, Lord? But it starts with us as individuals. It started with me repenting. It started with me with the change of mind and seeking my Lord and stuff. You know, that night I went to bed. And I'm going to end with this. That night I went to bed. Light. So much more lighter than I have been feeling. And I heard the Lord tell me, the Spirit of the Lord say, what do you want? What do you want, daughter? Not what did I need. What do you want? And immediately the only thing that came to my mouth says, Lord, I just want your will. I just want your will. Whatever your will is for my life, whether it's here, somewhere else, another, I'm not going to say other state or country because I don't fly. <laughs> and he knows that. <laughs> And don't send me out to the ocean. I get seasick. 
I'm a girl who likes solid ground. I'm sorry. That's why Abel and I used to drive everywhere. <clears throat> but that's what he told me. But that is my desire, is to do the will of the Father and to be about my Father's business. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't God so good? And I'm glad I used that word sharing. Amen. She wanted to tell me no. <laughs> now I got the key. She gave me something there. Amen. But she shared from her heart. And that's what the word of God is, is that we're sharing from our experience in our walk with God. One of the scriptures that always stands out to me is to know we know the love that God has for us. That word is to know is not something that just happens right then and there. It's experience. It's through the daily walk. It's through that daily battle and struggle of knowing God and coming to know his love more and more. But it's an experiential place. And it could only happen as me and you continue to trust the Lord through it all, as she said she did, and as many of you are doing. I believe all of you are in that same place, and we can all relate to that. Yes, Dr. Ruth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Ruth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's getting back up, right? That meeting is June, June 12th, 2021. Amen? <laughs> On a Saturday. Amen. Yes, Sister Yolanda. No, I said TBD. It's about 9.30 a.m., I believe. I believe. I'll probably do 9.30 a.m. Let's just say 9.30 a.m. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Give me that extra half hour in the morning. Praise God. Yes, Sister Lupe. Coffee? Yes, there will be coffee. Amen. At least for me. <laughs> no, I'll make sure everybody. I'm just like, I'll make sure everybody. Well, praise the Lord this morning. I'm just so grateful for that word this morning. And let me just encourage you today. Remove those layers. Don't let those layers, you know what? They may be layers of sin, layers of doubt, layers of fear. Whatever those layers are, layers of other voices, listening to so many other voices, so many other things. But as we were encouraged today, let those go. How many of us here today are willing to let those layers go and get back up again? Are you tired of that weight just holding you down? Are you tired of just being weighed down and tired? <laughs> tired of being tired. There we go. Well, it's those layers, as she said. But thank God that we can give those to him and ask and just say, Lord, here it is, Lord. You know, you know my heart. You know what's been bothering me. And even if I don't know what it is, like she said, she didn't know what it was. But what did she do? She asked the Lord. But we shared this many weeks ago. Why wouldn't you ask? But many times it's because we don't want to hear the answer. Because the answer is going to require something of me and you. And the answer is going to hold me and you accountable and responsible to him. Because once you make a vow, he will keep you to it. And he will do everything to keep you on that path. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we just thank you this morning, Lord God, as Father God, we are reminded, Lord, of 
how much stuff, Father God, we've allowed to layer on top of us, Lord. And Father God, Lord, through it all, Lord, it has been hard, Lord, but only because we've allowed it to be hard, only because we've, Father God, held on to so many things, Lord. But today, by faith in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this word of freedom this morning, this word of healing, Father God, this word of deliverance, my God, because, Lord Jesus, we are reminded, my God, we don't have to carry these burdens, Lord. Your word says to pick up our cross daily, Lord, and, Father God, to follow you. But, Lord Jesus, everything else, my God, your word says if we cast our cares upon you, it's because we, you care for us, Lord. So this morning, Father God, Lord, you are a strength, and we ask you this morning that by your strength and our weakness, Father, that, Father God, Lord, by faith we cast these cares upon you, Lord. Father, every word spoken that was negative, every concern, every situation, Father, every doubt and confusion, Lord, Father, every sin, my God, everything, my God, that has weighed us down, this Father God, this day and throughout the years, Lord, today, Father, in Jesus' name, by faith, we surrender it unto you, Lord. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're able to get back up again, Lord. And, Father, we thank you this day, Lord, because as that woman with the issue of blood, Lord, Father, when she touched the hem of your garment, she got back up again, Lord, and she was able to praise you. Thank you for the testimony today, Lord, that, Father God, Pastor Pat was able to get back up again and praise you, Lord. And we thank you today, Lord God, that we're able to get back up again, Lord, and that we're able to praise you, Father. So, Father, we just thank you this day, Lord, and we give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we are dismissed this morning, but if you need prayer, I'll be up here. Feel free to come on up. Again, June 12th, 2021 at 9.30 a.m., we will have a leaders meeting. Amen. Praise God. With coffee. <laughs> thank you all for joining us online. God bless you.